if everything's coming through good on, on your end, if you've got the master recording copy. Yes, I do. Hello! Awesome. Welcome to the Marxist Brothers podcast. Uh, my name is Joseph. I am Cam. And today we have our first guest, my brother Brayden. Hello. <laughs> my name is Brother Brayden. Hello, Brother Brayden. Greetings. I feel like a Catholic or something. Yes. Uh, Greetings, hi. Brother Brayden. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. How are you doing this this fine evening? Oh, I'm lovely and excited to talk to some Marxist boys about some movies, you know? There you go. Uh, and this week we are the... talking about uh, the new animated movie, uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, since you are a guest, Brayden, I will let you uh, maybe give your first sort of thoughts on the movie. Oh, thoughts on the movie. You know, it's funny. I think I remember Cam mentioning this one to me a while back. And I was like, it looks like it's not going to be good. It looks like it's going to be just like your very run-of-the-mill Oh, technology is bad. We need to be outdoors more. Put your phones down, you darned kids, kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it's funny because you think of, like, you know, the team who's behind it and everything, and it's like, I really should have known that it was going to be more than that. But, um, yeah, in summary, it was so much more than that. It was really great. Um, good, good themes, good heart, good animation, you know. Solid flick in my books. Mm-hmm. And adding to that, yeah, I didn't realize that this was like a Lord and Miller produced movie until after. I was like, oh yeah, I can definitely see the connection there. But I didn't <laughs> like going into it. I didn't realize that. I was just like, yeah, this looks like a fun movie yeah. to watch. Yeah, no, um, I mean, again, po- possibly part of a, lar- a larger conversation to have later on. But like, you know, f- f- far be it for for me to make current controversial statements on the fa- on my first appearance, but. I feel like Sony Pictures might be the, or Sony Pictures Animation specifically could be like the new Pixar because, uh, you know. I mean, I mean between uh, this and like their last film, which I think was Spider Verse, right? Like, that's like two banger ten out of ten movies like in a row. Yep. And we're like, what's the Pixar-esque. what's the what's the last two Pixar movies that were? We had what was it? Onward and Soul. 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 Which were both Soul's good. Good movies. They're both good, yeah. I thought they were both fine movies. I watched both of those. I was like, okay, these are good. But if you put them in a room next to Spider-Verse and Mitchell's vs. Machines, I, I, I think that the other big thing is, uh, and sorry, I, I don't want to take up all the time, but I, I think that this movie uses animation really well. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think that... Um, Pixar maybe getting in their own head about a little bit with we're like what is an animated movie they're trying to make it like real and dramatic and stuff and I find that the Sony Pictures the 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 Lord and Miller animated are really pushing like what can we do it's animated so we know that like okay you can have a character fall off here we can have them stretch their arms in weird ways all all these different kind of things of like how can we really push animation forward? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I that's what makes me excited about um, 
this movie and the, also just Sony Pictures animation going forward, which I never is a statement I never thought I would say. Because if you had asked me five years ago, be like, "Oh, Sony Pictures is a good studio," I would have been, I would have laughed, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, and like you can really tell that the animators are having fun. Like they're not as mm. like maybe as stuffy as Pixar has become, right? Like, like yeah, you put absolutely. a Pixar name on a movie and you're kind of expecting something, whereas with Sony, you don't really expect anything, so the animators can kind of do whatever they want, and you, this like really shows it off. Right, it's big, big, big underdog energy. Yeah, exactly. From, from Sony Pictures, mm-hmm. yeah. Cam, do you have anything to say? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie was, was well, it's a very Lord Miller thing, is the meta-ness and like the fourth wall wall breaking of this movie, um, specifically with when with the issues of like big tech and monopolies and stuff. Eric Andre plays the <laughs> big tech CEO, and he has such a. I love Eric Andre. If you haven't seen his special on Netflix, legalize everything. Please do so. You are missing out. Um, Cam and I quote into each other on a semi daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way he delivers his lines. Like, hey, maybe maybe we shouldn't have all all, all this power in tech monopolies. Is like, mm-hmm. it how it's delivered so flat and like th- this is the facts and like it's it's done so straight, which is I I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and before we get like too deep into that, I do want to uh, sort of segue with two of like my favorite jokes from from the movie. Uh, one is uh, like you're saying uh, when. Eric Andre's character is like presenting the robots to like the investors, or whatever. He's like, "Don't worry, they're not going to kill you, or or whatever." And it's like, like that's like kind of the joke that like, oh, like we're inventing killer robots that are going to take over in a few years. Um, <laughs> uh, and I found like that was just really good. And the other one was uh, when they show like the picture of like the traditional family that's like a Walmart stock photo in the frame, and it's like actual yeah. people, just like that little like sort of prop gag i have found really really funny mm-hmm. yeah no the like um and again going back to like pushing the pushing the animation i think thematically this movie doesn't like the the, the whole you know big tech thing or threatening the world like they're very um gosh what's the word they're they're very ham-fisted with it they're like 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 when when Eric Andre says that line and basically looks at the camera, it's like, okay, there's nothing subtle here. They literally just, just like, like that, that, that line could be the, the thesis quote unquote of the movie. Right. So like they're, they're, they're not really trying to be anything subtle, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of appreciate that. Like it's not, it doesn't, it's not being like, Oh, like, what do you think about it? It's like, literally, this is what we're trying to say. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like like Here's what it is. Oh, yeah. Hope you like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> sorry. silence. Uh, no, you go. Um, I do want to, before we, again, go into, like, more of the themes, I do kind of, like, you can definitely see how this is a Lord Miller, as I was saying before. Mm. But, like, it reminded me a lot of, like, the Lego movie, which was also made by them, in, like... Ugh. In like that's the my favorite fam- movie of all time. It, it, straight up, it, it's very good. But like the family dynamic and like that, maybe the ending reminded me a lot of the Lego Movie, and I, I found that mm, mm. I wasn't like as much of a fan of that. But like I, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But since it's a kids movie, but I could definitely see how that might be a little bit repetitive. Yeah, 
I'm not sure if you yeah, guys kind of saw that as well. Dev, here's here's the thing. I mean, I don't want this, you know, just to be like praising Lord and Miller all the way because, like, one, like let, let's be fair. There is, and I'm sure that they'd be the first to admit it. There's a plethora of fantastic people, an amazing team behind them. Again, there's a reason I say Sony Pictures Animation because, like, that entire team, whatever they're doing there, whatever happened, whatever the heck happened between Emoji Movie and um, Spider Verse, like I don't know what happened there. Like, whether they gutted everyone or whether everyone just, like, snorted piles of cocaine and, and now they're doing great. Like, I don't know. Like, but, like, something happened there, right? Because, like, they produced one of the worst animated films and then one of the best animated films. So, like, you know, um, but, sorry, all, all of this is to roundabout way of, of saying, like, Lord and Miller are really fantastic filmmakers. And the thing that baffles my mind is how they continue to kill, like, every, or kill like excel in every like whether it's you know just like a, a straight up live action comedy 21 to 22 drum street or um like weird stop motion animation in the lego movie or like i i know they've done animated shows before they've done animated movies like literally everything these guys are doing is like really good quality um and it's just like so, it's it's yeah. really it's really impressive to see like like it's it, it's become a name where like you know how you're like oh like that's a Spielberg piece or that's a whatever I'm like you know not to toot their home but like I feel like Lord and Miller are are kind of like some of the the new names of that kind of echelon of like oh you you see their names behind it and you know like oh this is something good. Mm-hmm. Solo a Star Wars story, like right, like. It... <laughs> well, I, again, they were they they were taken off that, but but yeah. again, that it does make you think, man, how great could that movie have been if it wasn't directed by a cardboard box? Yeah, but I mean, I mean they the boys also getting a time machine. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, they <laughs> didn't they like resign? Like they weren't like there was like a, a mutual. It like... was it, yeah. It, it was it was a creative differences thing, I, I, as I recall, and. Again, I know Cam. You follow a lot more movie news than I do. Joe, I don't know as well, but um, as I recall, it was something of like they were kind of getting a little too creative, a little too zany for the Star Wars license, and so they were kind of like, uh, yeah, like I, I would like uh, to see them maybe do like a Star Wars show, like an animated show or something. That could be really interesting. It would be interesting. I think that you would be. It would be unlikely. I, I I would think it very unlikely for those two to return to that universe anytime soon. I would imagine that there is at least a small degree of bad blood there between mm. um, those guys and like I I also think yeah there's a very definitive reason why you haven't seen them working in anything Disney proper. I would flipping. I don't I don't know if you guys can swear on this podcast. I would love to see. Love, love, love to see them direct, like a Marvel movie. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think like mm-hmm. like it's something like you know akin to Thor Ragnarok, but just like a little more off the wall, like yeah. or do do some of those Marvel what if shorts, like oh like or like a mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl movie. Oh, dude, I like slow down. <laughs> My erection can only get so big. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, yeah. what's that meme? 
there yeah. We should probably get back to the movie. Uh, Cam, I think... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't just the Lord and Miller. <laughs> uh, Cam, I think sure. you want to talk about, uh, like, sort of the themes of it. Uh, if you want to jump us off into that. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, this theme deals... With, the, movie, the movie deals with the themes of, like, big tech, uh, monopolies, um, just the tech in, industry in general, how it's very, like... Um, it's, it almost is, like, a new frontier where, like, a lot of the... Congress people and like world leaders are very old and don't quite understand the technology. So, like, okay, boomer. So, like, the the tech industry is almost beyond them. They don't, don't really comprehend it. So, when it comes to like legislating, um, like, rules to like, you know, maybe limit their power, like, it's that doesn't really happen because they don't understand it. Or, B, it's, it's too powerful of an industry in such a mm-hmm. short amount of, of time where they wanted to control it. So, mm-hmm. right. No, I, I just as an aside thing here, one of the funniest things is, um, if, if if you ever see like the the Congress hearing where they're talking to like the CEO of uh, Google or Facebook or whatever, and they're like, "I've got this thing on my phone here, see," and I searched this up in the Googles, and why does it? And it's like, they Cam, it's like you're saying, everything is going over their head. They have no idea how it works, and like. I don't like. I wouldn't claim to be a technological savvy person to like anyone who's actually in tech, um, but it is funny to watch a bunch of boomers try and like make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just the Congress side of it. It's hilarious. I mean, well, Elizabeth Warren wasn't she calling for like the uh, breaking up mm. of like Facebook? Yes, I believe yeah. so. That sounds yeah, right. I think at this point, Facebook owns like WhatsApp and Instagram, and I think some other things. Yep. Where like they they're they have some of the biggest social social media. <laughs> I mean, modern around. news as we know it for anyone fifty five and up. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, like <laughs> five, five, five companies own like all of it. Like it's yeah, and I mean. This might be a hot take in like leftist circles, but like please, I, please give me a hot take. I want to bounce <laughs> off a hot take. Let's go. 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 So let's go. Uh, like in social media, I uh-huh. like let's say with like use Trump as an example, where like he was deplatformed, or, or we could not. Sure. But like, yeah. but it's so, like he was deplatformed. Yeah. I don't think tech companies should have the power to deplatform someone. I think that they mm. should have the power to like like his inciting violence tweets to like. Remove those. Remove those. But I don't think you should be allowed to remove people from your social media because as of right now, it has basically become like the market square where like free speech is. Yeah. And by like removing people, it like sort of solidifies or like it reinforces like right wing people to believing in cancel culture, whether that's true or not. Yeah. And I think it's a slippery slope to just, if we disagree with someone, we remove them from our platform. I, so, I, I have some thoughts, Cam. I don't know if you want to bounce off that first, or, or, or if I can go. Yeah, my, um, I want to say that, like, I think, because, like, any any place where people are congregating, there needs to be some sort of terms of, terms of service, Mm-hmm. Or not that companies have to that, follow, like, but like that are like, actually understood, and you don't just like skip, 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 skip. I accept, I accept, I accept. Like yeah. you need to actually have, yeah. Sorry, just to clarify there. Yeah, yeah. but because like, like I would agree. Like obviously, like there can't be hate speech. Like that's what I'm saying. Like remove Trump's mm-hmm. like hate 
like yeah. inciting tweets, but like I don't know, like just removing people altogether, I think does more harm than good. I, There's a really good. Um, yeah, sorry, go on, go on, go sorry, on, go on. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I just had some slurpy. Let's go. Okay, so I really like this idea. I think it's a very good idea on paper. Um, I think the 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 problem is um, with the whole like marketplace of ideas concept and. I'm waving my hands around a lot if you can't tell, but like the marketplace of ideas, like every, like everyone wants to say, Oh, Twitter is unbiased or like, you know, everyone has the same kind of voice and everyone has the same, but like the reality is it's, it's, it's just, it's just not, it's the most equal and opportunistic, whatever voices that we have had thus far. Um, but I think that ultimately you, you do still have like socioeconomic barriers between, um, different kind, kind d d different, um, like levels of people. I, I, I don't know what the right word is there, but like, for example, like if you're, you know, working a sales job, making, you know, 80,000 a year and you're just like sitting at your desk waiting for the next sale. Yeah, you can t tweet out a whole bunch of thoughts and nobody cares. Whereas if you're like a single mom working two jobs to like put your put food for your kids on the table, like you're not going to get that same amount of time to put um, to, to, to put your ideas out there. And that's and that's just a reality. And like, I mean, that that's may, maybe being a little too intersectional there. But I, um, I think that like, Marketplace of ideas and meritocracy are ideas that North American culture likes to pride itself on. Um, however, I don't want to be the one to burst the bubble. These ideas have literally never been true in mm -hmm. North American society as we know it. Um, I wouldn't claim to be a history expert, but I do have a degree in history. So, you know, take that with a Fair slight enough. grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it like, because like I know a lot of like, well, not a lot, but I, I've, I've heard of like leftists like mm -hmm. podcasters i follow who've had their posts like removed and like their like accounts suspended for like saying leftist ideas and stuff mm -hmm. so like that's why i feel like something like twitter or facebook shouldn't have the power to like remove people because it just feels like they could start removing leftists because for the most part mainstream media doesn't agree with leftist ideas yeah, there's a really good uh, Jubilee video um, about like tech censorship and ever like it's one of those like liberals versus conservatives and the liberals are like mostly most, most just like center. Yeah, <laughs> and, and talks about how like oh well us conservatives are being censored and never and liberals like unless people like swear we like we're like it talks about how like because tech. Well, tech censorship's agenda is more freedom for us and more oppression of, and more suppression of idea of ideas that don't align with with us. Like you see, like there there's a study um, about how rightly leaning pages on social media get get higher numbers, higher traction, way more quickly than like leftist media mm -hmm. does, despite there there are more liberal and left leaning people people than there are. It's conservative lean people. That's just the way that social media works. But Cam, the media is biased against the right. 
here's the thing you gotta understand. The right the people thing, are oppressed. <laughs> okay. I, I follow this thing on Twitter where they like tweet out like the top posts on Facebook, and like every mm. year it's yeah. like. Uh, uh, Fox News, Fox News, Ben Shapiro, uh, Ben Shapiro, yeah. Graham Franklin, like all like these right wing people. And it's like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like Facebook is so biased against right wing people. Well, and and but like that's where I I, I think it's funny because like I I think Facebook definitely has a natural uh, right leaning uh, like base and skew and all that stuff. And this is where I'm like, I'm like, I want to say Twitter is a little more left leaning, but then I'm like, I don't know if that's just like who I follow and stuff. So I'm like, like I I, I feel like most of the people that are like, either like anyone from like capital L liberal to like leftists to to like you know far off like like anarchists whatever, which again, not that far off, but you know like base <laughs> base. Um, I think each of those kind of have their own, like, their own camps, so to speak. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And going back to the movie, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I can, Cam, how would you say it kind of, like, deals with these ideas? Well, it's, I guess it, it... it, it, it doesn't say, "Hey, we need to break these up in terms of forms of good government." It just says that, like, we need to be, we need to, we need to be a little more careful, like with mm. all the info that we that we can give online. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, I'm trying to think of that. That, that, that of the episode where Ron Swanson, oh, what is he? Like, he okay, he he burns all of his like computers and phones and whatever. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, I remember like, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then his girlfriend can't reach him, like, or, like, her kids can't, can't, can't reach him. So, like, okay, here's the deal. We can give you this little pay-as-you-go, pay whatever. Um, so, one of the that I do want to give a quick shout-out to is, it was directed by Mike Rianda, who was behind Gravity Falls, which is a, which is a very underrated animated series. It was on D- Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Um, also, the score is by Mark Mothersbaugh, who is former oh, of Devo. Always great. Also, also Jump Street. The scores also, like well, kind of Thor Ragnarok. Also, the Great. new Ratchet and Clank game. I didn't know that, and they're like, "Yeah, we use some Thor Ragnarok stuff in there." I'm like, "Oh, so good." I'm Very excited for that. that. Sorry. Side note, personally <laughs> excited for that, and I was like, "Oh, dude, that guy's name like he, he was in Devo, right?" Yeah, it, yeah, Devo. Yeah, that that dude's rad. Killer yeah, tracks very, all the time. Very, very based. I mean, uh, going back to... Like, Mark Mothersbaugh, the leftist. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph, go ahead. No, yeah, that's all good. Um, kind of what you're saying, Cam, but, like, uh, even, like, when they're all going to, like, put in the prison to go to the spaceship or whatever, there's, like, the joke, basically, that, oh, like, we have social media, so you'll be okay, like, you'll be able to get through this, and it's almost kind of how we are now, how oh, we are... How we survive, don't worry, we have Wi-Fi. Oh, great, okay, we're all good. Exactly, <laughs> and, like, almost how the internet and stuff is used to like sedate us like oh like mm-hmm. look at like this like oh like performative actions right like oh look at me i posted this thing i'm doing something good but mm-hmm. really we're in our little boxes and we're not doing anything right i i i shared this this clip about these kids dying in africa therefore i i've done my duty 
Right, instead of like <laughs> getting off your ass and actually doing something. Yeah, which Mutual is like what, what, the, like what the Mitchells do. Like, right, they have their their yeah. screwdrivers and they get out and they <laughs> save the day. Yeah, well, and and the thing, if 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 I can just pull pull us on a slight tangent, but hopefully I'll bring it back around in the end. Um, the the thing I like about all of the like, this movie is very subtle with a lot of like, obviously as I mentioned at the beginning. Certain themes, it's very nostalgic with. It's like literally, tech is like bad and whatever. There's, you know, industry shouldn't control this stuff. Like certain themes that they're not. But then, yeah, like like you're saying, Joe. Like when they're like, oh, we have Wi-Fi. It's okay. Like the, certain themes like that, that they're like relatively subtle with, and they like. They like bring it up and they get get you to think about it a little bit, but but they they don't like shove it down your throat and they don't. Which again, I know this is obviously a leftist podcast, which like power, love it, um, yeah. but like they don't really say one side or the other, mm-hmm. like, and and again, just to t- tie this back around to the film. The reason why I wasn't excited for this film was because I was like, oh, it's gonna be. Oh, kids, put your phones away and brace the outdoors and stuff. But, like, that's just the central conflict. That's the B-plot to the A-plot, which is... I can't remember either either of, of their names, but, like, the, the, the daughter and the dad connecting again. Mm-hmm. Right? Katie and Rick. Katie and Rick. Thank you. Sorry. Uncle Rick. I watched this movie, like, like, last week, so a lot of the details are a little fuzzy for me. But, like, I I love how... Um, like how they have all these big tech themes and like, like again, they'll like skirt around or like dance and play with some other like more complex themes about tech. But the core of the story is like a family story, mm-hmm. and like at the end of the day, like that's the part that makes me cry. At the end, is I'm like, oh, the 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 dad is understanding his his daughter, and like the daughter is understanding her dad, like. When when they have that that little like, you know, come to Jesus moment at the end where like you know oh she she understands what the wooden moose is and like he's trying to use a computer to like connect with her and she's like this is how I see the world like that's the part that I thought was beautiful where like it's not saying hey tech is bad outdoors is good or the other way around it's saying these people don't see each other properly, mm-hmm. um, and they they need to kind of come to each other's level in order to communicate better. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously could have a weird political message if you want to read into that. But I think the way they tell it in the family story is, like, super effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no um, yeah. Also, just want to point out that um, this is a movie where there is a giant-ass 30-foot Furby, and we have not talked about that yet. <laughs> well, oh, Kaiju Furby. We, we need to talk about Kaiju uh, I'm Furby. Just, I'm just saying, like, I'm not oh, saying we man. have to talk about that. It's, like, it, it's your show, Go Nuts, but, like... Kaiju Furby. I do love that like sequence of events in the mall. It is quite amusing when they like, oh. try to set like the snare for the giant Furby and like all the Always. microwaves and fridges are just like all possessed. Always love a mall sequence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels like everything's just going back to the malls. Like you have Stranger Things, you have Wonder Woman yep. 1984, and now this. It's like, ah, malls are back even though they're dying, but we want to have nostalgia if- for them. <laughs> If if anyone ever played, um, The Last of Us Left Behind, the 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 DLC for the first game, 
it reminded me so much of that because like again dilapidated like post-apocalyptic mall um also also another another great lesbian story so you know preach mm-hmm. um but yeah no joe joe you're definitely right that is like a theme or a um i guess a scene a a, a setting that's coming up a lot recently and I, honestly i'm all for it because like malls are kind of going away because amazon owns everything now the the setting that reminded me of was um, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, like the, well, both, both Zack Snyder's and uh, George Romero's, because... Ah, auteur, auteur Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh, yes. Ch- Chad filmmaker Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Chad filmmaker. <laughs> that's the best, like, I, 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 I think that, 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 that that's the, the best thing in, in both compliments and insults of, like, you, Zack Snyder, you're the most Chad filmmaker. Sorry, I'm going to shut up for a bit. Cam, go off, King. Sorry, uh, first thing, um, I saw a thing about how, like, whenever Zack Snyder works on a movie, he always opens, like, a gym on set, <laughs> so he can get his gains in, I'm like, that is, like, peak Chad filmmaker ideas. Um, second, uh, uh, well, Dawn and Dad, um, the, the old, the old, the old Zon Zombie movie and the Zack Snyder remake, but they're both set at malls because... Um, what George Romero was getting at is how corporate, um, is how um, consumerism and mass market capitalism turns us into zombies and kind of like mindless. We need to buy everything. We need to consume, 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 and thus more consuming. Um, I'll turn, turn us into mindless beings. I like zombies. So, yeah, that's it, it's I've a... I've got zombies by the cranberry stuck in my head. Thanks, guys. Great song. <laughs> I mean, I, I do work at a mall, and I can definitely uh, feel how consumerism kind of rots people's brains. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. I, 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 I think um, to just say, like, you know, consumerism bad flat out, right? Like, that's something where I'm like, th- there are aspects of it that can be okay, where it's like, Oh, I'm I'm buying this thing to share with people, or I'm buying this thing to, you know, service something else. Like, you know, th- there's. And, to and say yeah, that it, I, I would yeah. agree with you there. Like, like I, I like to go to like the thrift store and buy like a nice set of dishes or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like even oh, and, and, and specifically, the, the the nice thing about thrift stores. Uh, my wife and I have been getting into that a lot, a lot lately. One, because, like, cost effect, you know, it's cheaper. We're Mennonites. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, it's, it's also, like, like you're, not, um, you're not producing anything new, right? You're, you're just saying, so someone else is done using this. Great. You know what? Actually, I, I want to use that again now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not producing any, any more waste for landfills because God knows there's enough of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I buy like well, like one of the things I like, I, I like to do is go to the malls and go to, like secondhand movie stores like the Entertainment Exchange in Winnipeg. Mm. Where speaking of which, Cam, I've got I've got your copy of Speed Racer here still, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, like oh, someone's done with this copy of Speed Racer. Okay, I need one, so I'm I'm gonna buy it from <laughs> there. Like, why do I have this movie? Cam's <laughs> like, I want this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean more, yeah, more, more. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, oh, it's I was just, just, just the last classic. classic. Anyways, my, my comment on consumerism, like, uh, yes, like, I, like, there are definitely good parts about it, but, like, now in a pandemic, 
when like mm. cases are going up and we have people lining up out the door to buy like a watch that they really don't need that's where i find it kind of tiring right well and and i i think sorry i i've been talking a lot i i, I feel bad but um just one quick thing like i i i found that the pandemic has helped me kind of like solidify like what do i need to go and buy like most times like if i'm going out once a week i'm like it's i'm just going to get groceries because like you know your boys gotta eat um like the last time i went out to actually go buy something in a store i'm probably records but like you know like not 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 necessities but like it's it it it, i go through that process in my head of like do i need to go do i need to get this now and i like that the pandemic is forcing me to do that more because that's something that you always want to do in normal life of like do i really need this will buying this make me feel better and the pandemic's now like do i need this am i gonna like is it worth putting making someone else sick or the possibility of catching it or well whatever like you know it just forces you to take that 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 second that second thought if you will Mm -hmm. yes i do still need my copy of state and revolution from mcknight robinson (laughs) based based Um, I think that's all I have to say about the movie. Do you have any closing statements, either of you? Oh. I probably could come up with something, but I feel like I've talked enough. I just want to say that, like, I feel like something that doesn't get to talk about as much as it should in the pandemic is how, um, how, how, how much wealthier the wealthy have already gotten. Um, oh, dude. I feel like, I feel like a lot of the conversation has, has been about, oh, it's small, hurting small, small businesses. But like yeah, but who's that benef- who's that benef- benefiting? Clearly, it's benefiting the big corporations, like mm-hmm. you, like Musk and Bezos and whoever whoever have been have been like doubling almost tri- tripling their wealth. Dude, in this Bill pandemic. Gates literally made the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Put make a, a vaccine and then, and then divorce my wife. And also uh, <laughs> keep it patented so that like no one else can make oh, it. Uh, also own all all the farmland. What a terrible person! Like, it, it's funny because no, I, I, I was. Bill Gates gets a lot of like, oh, he's a good billionaire. He likes to do good things, and like, um, I was even talking about this with um, uh, a friend because, uh, you know, we're we're really into like Vlog Brothers and like Hank and John Green, particularly John Green is like, I don't know if it's like buddies with Bill Gates, but like, they like. I don't know, are cordial from time to time. I don't know. And I'm like, you know, is he that good? Like, I think John Green's a fine dude. I think they're, like, Green Brothers are both fine dudes. But I'm like, Bill Gates, fundamentally, like, if you have all that, like, it, it comes down to the ethical thing of, like, if you have all that money and you choose not to use it for something good, is that not inherently bad? Yeah, like, that, that's if, my argument. If you literally the had the resources to end world hunger, which, like, Many of these individuals too. Not one of them. Many of these guys have the, have the power to do. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Like, that's a choice that you're making. Yeah. Bill Gates gave like ten dollars to Africa one time. So you know what? He he's pretty okay in my in my book. Well, okay, yeah. and and again, to be fair, like he has done a lot of good things with, with like malaria and and different things down there. But it's like, buddy, you're missing the point. Like you you could literally like fund this country, which like. Again, then there's a, a weird thing of, like, if he's just giving his money away, like, are they indebted to him in this weird way? Like, you know, how many I mean, slaves you, do you... You can like, probably do it, like, anonymously. 
Yeah, probably. Like, it, it could probably have been done that way. But, like, it, it does get into some weird stuff like that. But, like, that's where... I feel like when you get to that level of money, you just, like, become devoid of character. Where you're just, like... You're, like, you're just consumed by it. And you're, like, I'm not going to give money to anyone. Or, like, I'm going... Like, I'm, I'm going to give money to this thing because it's a PR beat for me. Or mm -hmm. I'm going to... Mm -hmm. You know? Where, again, it's like, I could literally end, like, it, if I'm Bill Gates, I'm Jeff Bezos, I could, I could literally end world hunger like Thanos. Like, do you have any idea, like, again, for the biggest fucking PR beat of life, you could literally, like, become a legend in the world of, like, this dude ended world hunger, and that would be a good thing. But every day, they're just like, no, I'm not going to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. That's where, like, a, that, that's, like, a lot of my, like, leftist politics come from, like, my, my faith. Because, like, literally, J.S. says, like, which, which young, 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 we're like, hey, I'm, I'm doing our commandments. What else should I do? Chase is like, uh, it's just all you have and give it to the poor. He's like, uh, that's cringe. I'm going to go away now. And he's <laughs> like, okay, uh, have fun. That's uh, cringe, uh, dude. Burning in hell. Uh, like... Like how it's easier for the for a, for a camel to go into the eye of a needle, and for a rich person to enter the kingdom of, of, of heaven. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah, I mean, a few of those passages often get misinterpreted and stuff. But yeah, like it, it's and I mean, yeah, calling it back to consumerism and stuff is like if you have less things, then you will have less to worry about, and you will have less. That is distracting your mind from more important things, whether that be God, whether that be meditation, whether that be your family, whether that be whatever it is. Um, and I think just if I can tie this back together in one nice, neat thesis statement, I, I think that's kind of the nice thing um, about this show is like each of these characters kind of has their idols where like for for the daughter, it's movies and you know cameras and like making films like that kind of thing and for the dad it's outdoors and again to better communicate with each other they have to like sa not sacrifice parts of their idols but like understand why the other person is so into the, the, the other thing mm -hmm. um and yeah i just think that's a really neat um neat, neat concept to go through it's it's not really a novel concept like and and uh, again another thing like Nothing about the story in this movie, just getting back on Tom Task to the movie, nothing about it felt like, wow, this is a totally new thing. I've never seen it presented in this way before. Or rather, I've never seen a story. Like, if, if, if you were to show me the script of, of this movie, I'd be like, okay, this is a really solid script. But the way they animated, the way they present it is like, okay, that's what, that's what gets, gets it from, like, the B-plus to an A or the A to an A-plus. Yeah, all about the mise en scène. Yeah. Behold cinema. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so should we give this a rating, which we still haven't decided how we give it a rating? <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you guys rate things? Is it like uh, thumbs I, up, I thumbs think we down? do thumbs up, double thumbs up. You're like, does it get the hammer or the hammer and the sickle? You know what I'm saying, boys? <laughs> or I give you the rating of based. Yes. I give you the rating of comrade. <laughs> it's um, either, you are either comrade or gulag. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, on Letterboxd, I gave it four and a half stars out of five. Um, so, double thumbs up for me, I guess. 
Yeah, I think I, think I, think I, think I gave it somewhere four and a half. I'm not sure what's keeping me I was, from, from the five. But, yeah. yeah it's very good. I please was, please I, watch this movie. Yeah. I was trying to think of some fun, dumb letterbox review comment, but I can't think of anything, so... <laughs> This happened um, to my buddy Eric. <laughs> um, no, I would say, yeah, I'd say like four, four and a half stars somewhere in there. Um, like, yeah, it's 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 really good. Like, I I, I think Spider Verse for me was like five stars. Uh, this one was like, was like a solid four and a half. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, then good. before we go, we uh, usually do recommendations. Um, I can okay. start it off. My recommendation is uh, Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Uh, because oh, so good. So good. And because his comedy special is coming out soon on Netflix, and I'm very excited about that. That, that movie made me so awkward. I've never been so awkward in a movie. Like, <laughs> very much so. But I mean, it, it, so it sums up Eighth Grade. No, and that's that's the epitome. Like, as someone like who works with a lot of eighth graders, I'm like, that is entirely what it is. It mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Yeah. All right. Kim, I believe that scene where the guy makes uh, mac and cheese for his date. I'm like, that's a very real way to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, come over. cook for you. <laughs> mac and cheese, baby. Like boss. Chan move. Mac and cheese. Chan. Um. My recommendation would probably be High School Musical, the musical of the series. Uh, oh a long goodness. name. But <laughs> season goodness. two, the premiere just dropped on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you like High School Musical, um, if you're leftist, which I think most High School Musical fans are, um, it's uh, it's a very good TV show, lots of uh, gay content. Um, I think, I think there's, there's like five straight characters. Do you get and, like, it? Because well. of gay? Because <laughs> of gay. <laughs> oh, community. Um, oh, we, we didn't even mention that how, uh, uh, what's her name? The main character is uh, uh, LGBTQ+. Plus. Yeah. N- not straight. Probably by your lesbian, yes, but not straight. No. Oh, but but that, that was a cool uh, little thing I, that I didn't yeah, expect to happen. It was a cool little thing at the end. I would have loved if they would have made it like a little more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it twice. They do, she mentions Jade a few times. I mean, she yeah, has, the, like, the rainbow flag pin on her the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Th- there's, like, subtle things like that. And maybe this is my own, like, quote-unquote heteronormativity that I have to get over of, like... I was like, oh, yeah, she's mentioning Jade as, like, a friend. Like, it never... It never really became clear. Oh, she's really thinking of this person as like a friend. It was more just like, ah, these are my people. These are the people I want to be with. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, all you film nerds are the same. Like, you're all just like, ah, my people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, do, do I need to do a recommendation? If you want to. Yes, you, yes, you do. I'm like going through my movie list here and I'm like, ah, what do it I must got? be so, uh, a book or a record that you've gotten. Oh. Anything. Jeez. Oh, Video game. I mean, I, I I would always recommend the Tron Legacy soundtrack, not the film, by Daft Punk. Oof. Picked Daft that one up Punk. recently. That's a good one. Daft Punk. Um, <laughs> Daft Punk is the boss. That's that's true. No, I would say, um, honestly, for for a recommendation, like for Lord and Miller specifically, like Twenty One, Twenty Two, Jump Street. Honestly, watch either of them, or honestly, better watch both. I think Cam, are they still both on Netflix? 
Uh, the first one is 22 is not. I think ah, there's, dang it. I think that's what it is. Let me, I'll just do a quick little check. But I, I'll, you know. Yeah. Those, yeah. those movies yeah. are hilarious, and I can go back and watch them so many times, and they're so funny. And I think the, the second one is, like, 22, Jump Street is so funny because it plays into the fact so hard that it's a sequel. And again, it's really cool to see the Lord and Miller tendencies in, like, you know, uh, like... I, I say R-rated, like, adult comedy, but, like, it's still goofy as all hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. just... But, but but you can see some of their, like, personality stuffs, you know, even building in those points. Yeah, very much so. And also, yeah. uh, Kurt Russell's son is in 22 Jump Street. That makes me very uh, The new Captain America. Let's go. Good old John Walker. Russell. He's, he's handsome. Yeah. Like, no, as handsome as, like, Carussell, like, young Carussell, like, the thing yeah. or, like, but, like, still pretty, still pretty handsome. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know. Did you find it on Netflix, or should we call this episode? Uh, tw- 21 is, 22 is not. Classic. That's fair. I mean, in that case, w- like, watch 21, Drum Street, and then if you can find 22 somewhere, like, you know definitely worth a watch i i think if you watch 22 on its own you won't get it as much but if you watch 21 then 22 like it'll be hilarious because it's literally like it's it's the same thing and they make a joke about how it's the same thing but yeah and then it's it's yeah Yeah, brilliant yeah it's very good or i mean sorry if i have to do a real, real real recommendation watch the lego movie it's my favorite movie of all time good wholesome fun for the whole family you think it's just product placement but it's got so much heart to it Mm-hmm. And that's what I love that these guys put into all their films. It's a great movie. Behold, that that, that movie I saw three times in theaters. That's the most I've seen. Me movie too, in and I cried every time because I'm a real man. It's so good. I I love that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, um, second one wasn't quite as good, but yeah, the first one made me tear up so many times. Yeah. And, the, so and the Lego Batman movie is also underrated. The best I, Batman I, movie. I I would agree. I would. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I mean, d- definitely my favorite Batman movie. That's for yeah. sure. Well, that has been our episode uh, this week. Thank you for coming, Brayden. It was great oh, to have no you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you again uh, sometime. For sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>